0: If you're a mom who's locked yourself in the bathroom for five minutes of peace, this is your podcast. I'm Jody Schilling, your host. Welcome to the Good Mom Podcast. Here, we will talk about how to stop people pleasing, how to stop doing too much for everyone else, and we'll define what a real good mom really is. I can tell you, as a mom of four, I have been through it all and I beat myself up for years, believing I was not enough. I finally cracked the code on how to be my real self. I learned how to stop apologizing, and it changed everything. You can start now to be the real you, the mom you were always meant to be. Let's do it. Hi there, moms. Welcome
1: to the episode about our own moms. I'm really excited to talk about this today. So... I hope that you will find this enlightening and maybe some self-awareness, some things you haven't thought about or talked about. So let's dig in. Okay, one thing, this is just my observation, but the observation I have had with so many of my friends and in my own life and with my clients is that there's this strong connection that we see over and over repeated with our interactions with our own moms and then what we make those mean and how we then carry those over to our interactions with our own kids. And first of all, I think it's important to just notice that this is part of our primal relationship and it's so such a critical relationship to our survival the relationships that kids have with their moms, right? That I think that this is operating so naturally and so innate that, you know, it's okay that it's happening. I think that's one of the first things to think about is that this relationship exists for a purpose that has been imprinted and in part of our biology for from the beginning. Right. And so it makes sense that it's so strong. And, and so when we think of it that way, it, I think normalizes it in a lot of ways. But the other thing I'd like to say about it is that one thing that we all do, I know that I do it. I'll be the first to raise my hand is we blame our moms, right. For things that don't go well in our lives or for, uh, things that we see as character flaws in ourselves or um, you know, anything that we can go back to some memory when we were five or six or 13 or you know any time where our mom said something to us, right? And then we made that mean something about us and we gave all the credit or power or blame, however you want to, however we want to frame it, right? We gave it to that comment that she made and we hold it as a evidence point, right? Like, because my mom said this, this is, it always comes up in my life. You know, this is, it was a belief that was imprinted in my brain and it's my mom's fault that that happened. And I think that our moms do the same thing with their moms and our grandmas do the same thing with their grandmas, right? We, I think that this is just something that we all do. And I think it's important to realize that our kids are going to do it to us as well. They're going to have things that happen in their life and they're going to call out something that we did. And for some of us, they're already doing that. <laughs> and so I think when we just accept that that's something that everyone does, everyone finds Places in there, you know, some more than others. It's true, but but all of us will do that. We will, we will naturally find this thing that our mom said to us, and our kids will do the same thing. So, how can we think about our relationship with our own moms in a way that serves us, and we can think of it as uh, something that we've learned that that has. I think people say a lot this phrase, you know. It she wrote on the slate of who I am, so we make it be a big part of our identity, right? And I'm what I'm proposing in the way that we think about this is that our identity was pre-designed. Right? I mean, our we were born with our identity and our worthiness, and that has never changed. Nothing that our mom has ever said to us or done changes our worthiness. And I think that for some of us, we have thought that what our mom did say to us did change our worthiness, and we sought that approval and that confirmation from her that we were okay and we and that she approved of us and so i think it's important to think back to some of those some of those times where we have made this connection to our identity and i think we can be open to the idea that that that's a false idea that 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 simple little interaction that happened or even if it was a big interaction that happened, that that didn't change who we are. And it did maybe influence actions that we would take in that moment or later because we look to our moms for that guidance and we look to them for the feedback to, you know, whether or not we should do, take a different action or not. We look to them for that, but and that's okay and it's supposed to be that way right but it's but it's not tied to our worthiness at all and i think that it's such a slippery little easy error that we make that we make it about our identity instead of it just being oh that's how i learned how to respond in that situation or that you know this situation and that doesn't have anything to do with my identity it's just the way that i learned and and then a really key idea that I've had around when we think about, I, we tend to ca- categorize different interactions as good interactions or supportive or loving or healthy, and then we categorize interactions that we may have had that were less healthy, negative, or not very loving or something like that, right? And what I have come to this place that took, you know, quite a while, <laughs> um, but what I've come to is that my mom was doing the best she could with what she had at the time. And I'm not saying that in a way that's, I have pity or I feel sorry for her or anything like that, but it's really more just acknowledging that she was a human doing the best she could under some really tough circumstances at different times. And it's more of an acknowledgement and a validation that, when she struggled or when she made a mistake, that she was doing the best she could with what she had. And that was a lot. Doing the best she could with what she had when she didn't have a lot to to do it with was really something to be proud of her about, not to judge her over, right? Like, I mean, you can have a totally different story about the same circumstance, and I did for a long time, I had a story where I thought she should have been stronger in this area or that area, or she should have done this or that or and I thought how judgmental it was for me to do that when I realized later that, you know, I had this very high expectation, and she was being an amazing mom with not a lot to draw from in terms of support and resources. And, and yet she did, she raised, you know, my sister, my brother and I, and a lot of that was as a single mom. So I think when we can have a story about our moms, and I think that even that's that statement alone stands alone on for us, when we have the statement. And we believe it, that our mom was doing the best she could at the time with what she had. And again, not in a minimizing way, but in a like, oh my gosh, she was doing an amazing job considering. And then we can have that same belief for ourselves too. So when we make a mistake or we have shame about something that we wish we would have done better, we can apply that same statement to ourselves, right? Where we can say, I'm doing the best I can with what I have right now in this moment and the last thing I'd like to share about this, about this topic is that it is a, this imprinting that has happened, this generational imprinting that has passed down is it's happening and it happened the way it was supposed to, and it's okay because I think what we often do is we think it shouldn't, you know, we want to interrupt this cycle, especially if there's families where there's abuse involved or something, something else that we see those patterns repeat generation after generation, right? And we think that, you know, that it, that that imprinting shouldn't happen. And what I offer instead on to think about it as is this, that the imprinting naturally does happen, but when we have awareness of what is happening and when we are decisive in our own, you know, what we value and what we want, and we're decisive about that and we, and we stand in our own identity, right, of who we are, that's when we can decide that we want to interrupt any of those patterns that have just kind of uncovered almost unconsciously or subconsciously been passed down right because i think i another idea that really helps me in the way i think about this generational you know interrupting things that are not serving us well that we that like continued in families is the thought that on any day starting today starting tomorrow we can change the way that we show up we always have that option to us it's always available we can we can start right now so if if any of us have a relationship with our mom that we feel like there's something there's some residual pain there or some resentment or or if we just have the desire to connect on a deeper level with our own moms if there's a place for forgiveness for our moms that we want to you know that we want to offer to them you know or if there's just acceptance if there's just the idea that the relationship that we had with our moms whether however many interactions were positive and how many were not that it was by design that it happened that way and that it it is all okay right like that it taught us something it it helped us you know decide where what we value and what we don't value and All of the things that happened in our relationship with our moms can be viewed as gifts, right? They can be looked at as things that help us to be the moms we want to be with our own kids, right? And so I just offer that, that simple concept to you that it all happened the way it was supposed to so that you could be the mom that you are with the kids you have now and that that Interruption of the things that you that you don't want to be inadvertently passed on—that is in your control. At any given time, you can say, "This is how I want to interrupt this, and this is how I'm going to." And that's something I can help you with with coaching. Those old residual um, thoughts that don't serve us in the relationship, and when we can heal the relationship with our own moms, we can then fortify ourselves in a way that helps us have healthier and better connections with our own kids too. ebb and flow is also a natural part of being a human and going through different stages in your life. So it's okay that you're not close at different times and then you become closer. And that's another part that we can be aware of and have acceptance of too. That's what I have on the topic of our own moms. And I think that we could probably have a whole other episode on this topic and we could could definitely dig deeper with it. So if you are thinking that this might be something you'd like coaching on and you see this connection showing up in your life and you want to work on your relationship with your own mom or you want to work on your relationship with your own kids through this lens, then go to my website and check the coaching tab on there. And you can sign up for my No Strings Attached coaching. We can just get you some help on this particular topic or another topic with No Strings Attached. And I offer that because I think the best way to show you the value of how coaching can help you is to actually coach and help you. So I hope to see you on my schedule. You can find me at goodmomcoach.com. And I will be back next week.
0: If you like this podcast, please rate and review so we can spread the word to other moms who are going through the same thing. You can also find me over on Instagram. You'll find links to my website there, information about my coaching program, and free resources. Thank you again for joining me. Have a great week and please rate and review.